Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And thanks to the help you get from Nick Stauffer from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll uh, keep it running for you. And Nick, good morning. Good to see you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It's, well, it's always fun to, to, to talk car stuff. You know, and like we've said for 25 years or so, you don't have to be a gearhead or a motorhead to uh, to call in or text in your car care question. In fact, most of the people are not do-it-yourselfers. Yeah, I guess, you know, I've always thought, and Dan would agree, that we try to just help people become informed. So, therefore, if yes. they're attempting to do something on their own or with a friend or whomever, or they need to take it into their favorite shop or dealership, as you say, yes. uh, they're, they're more prepared. So it's not an intimidating or frightening scenario. The truth is, it always feels like people want to hold a little information back <laughs> for fear of of not knowing or being embarrassed. And that I can't be more truthful. The more information you give us, the more likely we are to fix your car a little quicker, That's which right. probably saves you a little money, and it helps the whole process. Yeah, especially if you like your vehicle. You know, well, you and I, you should like your vehicle. They cost a lot of money, and do. we, you know, as we know, as the seasons change, we become more reliant on our vehicle too. I was talking to you before we went on the air about. Uh, our vehicles have changed in the respect of there's so many hybrid vehicles out there now, or certainly all electric vehicles. Has that changed? I mean, you guys are all master techs. I mean, uh, did, is that harder to work on? You know, you know, the guys do continuous training. You know, they have some classes next week, in, in fact, and um, it's always changed. You know, you know, if you go far enough back, you know, you still have some of the old timers come and talk about points and condensers and such like that, <laughs> yeah, where yeah. maybe you do, don't know what that is, or carburetors and fuel injection and computer-controlled cars, and it's an evolution. It always has and always will, and, you know, we'll keep taking the training and keep investing the tools and equipment and the know-how, and we'll be ready. All right. No worries. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, in fact, I was thinking about an oil change. Uh, I know that's um, coming up for that. Do Are people pretty good about that? I mean, are the reminders that you see, the lights and the whatnot uh, on your dashboard, uh, does that help out? Do they do, do people react to those? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think it's kind of confusing. Uh, you know, there's so much information out there. There's so many opinions out there. And if you get on a schedule, you know, I mean, the people that fix the cars, you know, we're going to be a little more uh, conservative. We're going to want to say, hey, you need to do a little more often. Um, and my main reason is the, is the failures that we see. You know, we say on a conventional oil, 3,000, on a synthetic, 5,000. And there's a lot of people out there who disagree with me and say you can go longer. But I also say that we um, we see where we say 5,000, people really go 7,000, then they come in, they're low on oil. They're low on oil, and that creates more heat, more friction, more wear, more tear. Uh, we, we're doing a lot of those timing chain jobs that we did in generations past, again, because the tolerances are so tight on these vehicles mm. that lubrication is so essential and heat control is so essential that when we neglect our vehicle a little bit, it's really hard on it. And it's really painful when you call someone to tell them that they need a timing chain set and it's you know thousands of dollars and the car's not that old. Maybe it's paid off. Maybe it's almost paid off. Yeah. And you can just see the pain in their eyes and... You know, it's so simple to have that oil changed one extra time every couple of years when you sit down and do the math. Isn't that much more money? And it's just a huge savings 
for the car. Now, these oils, by the way, if you have any kind of a car care question, I should give you the number. Uh, it's the same number. Phone number is 651-989-9226. And the text number is the same, 651-989-9226. Tell you what, let's, let's get, we have uh, getting text messages coming in already. Uh, but if you want to call on uh, Nick and ask your question in person, again, 651-989-9226. See if I can interpret this, uh, Nick. A texter says, I have an 07 Silverado 5.3 V8, 140,000, leaking oil in number one, causing misfiring. It says $3,400 for used or 5800 for rebuilt. Must, be, must have some catastrophic yeah, issue. It requires with, engine with, replacement. With known engine problems of 07 to 09 Chev, are there other options? Uh, he, he goes to a trusted shop for over 30 years. Well, that's a good step, you know, you know, and I can, you know, not knowing all the facts, um, you know, there's a vintage where they use that, to, uh, they shut off some of those cylinders for fuel economy, and there's been some issues with some of those lifters creating some problems, um, some oiling issues and such. Um, you know, people oftentimes, and it's become more common here in the last few years as things have become more expensive, parts are more expensive, labor costs have gone up, and all those things happen, and Things get more expensive, and people say, is it worth it? You know, my response 100% of the time is, it depends. What's your situation? Are you of the mindset that I want to drive my car for 200,000, 300,000 miles, and I don't have the means to go spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on a new car to stick a couple few thousand dollars into this one, makes it serviceable again? I think it's a good idea. Now, if you're like, you know, I'm kind of done with the car, go buy a new one. Yeah. So in this case, you know, the gentleman should really talk to his his mechanic and say, okay, what's my timeline? How, if I put a new engine in this thing, a reed man spending $5,000, what's the condition of the rest of the truck? Is it going yeah. to service me another 60, 70, 80, 100,000 miles? If that's the case, it's a good investment. If you're looking to flip it, maybe not. What's the oldest vehicle you ever worked on? Oldest? Oh, I'm sorry, the highest mileage. Oh, we had one in here a couple weeks ago that had over 500,000 miles. Wow. Obviously taken care of. Yeah. Can you guess what brand it was? No. Toyota. It was. They seem to be the most, I think, well, it's not just not saying that they're the best, but the people that own the Toyotas, I think they have a different type of mindset. They want to keep their vehicle forever. And so I think the ones which have the highest mileage tend to be the Toyota for sure. Um, but not, not bad of any car. You know, I mean, there's any make and model will see well over 200,000 miles now. I mean, people... Yeah. I just read the average age of a vehicle on the road is over 11 years old. Wow. So think of that. You know, if you're driving 20,000 miles, 25,000 miles a year, which is not uncommon anymore, that's a lot of miles. You know, that vehicle you were just talking about with all those miles on it probably came from Maplewood. Probably may, did. May have. <laughs> I had to slip that in there. i tell you what, Monica, don't go away. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll come back. We'll uh, get on the phones, too. If you have any kind of a car care question, call it in or text it in. And ask Nick your question either way. 651-989-9226. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Nick Stoffel's in for Dan from Lloyd's Automotive, which, by the way, is uh, located where? We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Um, if you ever need to give us a call with a question, I won't be there today, but uh, you know, regular work hours during the week, uh, 651 651- Two two eight one three one six, and if you need to find us on the internet, it's LloydsAutomotive dot net, and that's spelled L L O Y D S Automotive dot net. Very good. All right. Well, Nick, we promised Monica 
She'd be uh, first up here. Thank, thanks for waiting, Monica. What, what do you want to ask Nick? Well, good morning. Um, I just purchased a 2016 Honda CRV. Congrats. And thank you. And I'm wondering about the batteries. I can't remember if I'd heard Dan in the past say the batteries should be switched out every three years. Um, and they couldn't tell me there if it, if it was the original battery or not. So I wanted to know. What so my answer on that is, I'm not sure why. And we talked about this a while back. Uh, you know, we've been using interstate batteries forever. And Dan said something to me like, Gee, it just seems like these batteries don't last like they used to. And then mm. so we go through a lot of batteries. Fortunately, we're busy. And we went over to the battery pile and we started looking at all these batteries from newer vehicles, you know, because a battery has a, a date on it. And the, their batteries, these cars are three or four years old, and they're getting batteries where it seems like it used to be five, six years. Yeah. So you start thinking about it a little bit, and a couple, couple factors, my opinion, is that as they worry about weight on vehicles, batteries got a little smaller. Aha. Uh-huh. And there's a lot more electronics in a vehicle. So there's a lot more stress on a smaller battery. So for, for a battery to be going bad at three years, four years, not that uncommon anymore. Mm. Um. You know, they forecasted a cold winter. So yeah. if I just purchased a vehicle, I didn't know the history on it. You know, it's going to be a hundred and some odd dollars, but it's probably worth it. So my recommendation would be you open the hood. You can actually look at the battery and um, you can go to the dealership and open another hood. You can see what a brand new battery looks like. It's kind of labeled a little bit differently than the replacement battery, even if it's a Honda battery. If it's not a Honda battery, it's been replaced. You're good. But if it's a Honda battery, the, the labeling will be a little bit different. Um, and I would tell you, uh, replace it. Yeah, just to be safe. Better than being stuck out in yeah, the cold. That's right. All right, Monica, good luck with that. Thank you for waiting. And uh, Mike, I think, is on the horn from Oakdale to ask you. Hi, Mike, what can we do for you? Good morning. I have a 2013 5.3 Chevy truck. And I'm asking about a device that you plug into your scanner to make your engine run on eight cylinders all the time. Is that a good idea or isn't it? Because I know three people who have had lifter failures. Yeah, and I think that's what that gentleman earlier was referring to. Um, there, There is ways to have that reprogrammed to eliminate that part of the computer. I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I honestly don't know what it really does for fuel economy. I mean, I, maybe it gives you another miles of a gallon. Um, but, yeah, I think if you have it, have the software downloaded and have it updated so it doesn't have that feature in the software. It won't turn that system on, and I think it'll help with the longevity of the engine. It might hurt your gas mileage a little bit, but I don't think you'll notice it. And when you do the offset, the math, an engine costs a lot more than a couple more bucks worth of gas. So it's probably uh, not the not a bad idea. Are you seeing a lot of vehicles with uh, newer vehicles with this this feature? Uh, one of the features now the yeah. shutting shutting off at a stop a stoplight. You know, the, well the start stop technology is in like most or more and more new vehicles. Okay. And what it comes down to is fuel economy, number one, and then emissions. And it's it's hard to kind of grasp this, but when you start the vehicle, the car wants to do everything it can to get up to running temp as fast as possible. It's called open loop. you know. So when a car starts, it's cold, it's very inefficient, there's a lot of emissions that are being emitted. And you know we don't want that. We want to get the car up to running temp so it's running optimally, um, what's coming out the tailpipe has been clean. It's not, you know, as hazardous. Uh, and then gas mileage. So they use these systems, you know, and, and these shutting off the cylinders is not uncommon. They've been doing it for years trying to help with fa- gas mileage. But on the, the larger vehicles with the V8s, they need to try to find ways to 
combat that. And so they keep trying different technologies to shut off cylinders when you don't need them. So you're cruising down the highway with the cruise control on. You don't need all eight cylinders and 400 horsepower. You need enough of this to keep your speed. So oh, yeah. there's these technologies that still need some refining, but they uh, they have them. And they're with us. They're with us. All right. 651-989-9226. That uh, number applies to both the phone uh, call if you want to call it in your question or send a text to Nick. 651-989-9226. Let's go to Osseo. I think Lucille has been waiting there to ask Nick a uh, question. Good morning, Lucille. Hello. How can we help you? Well, I have a Buick Lucerne in 07, and every time I park on an incline, just going anywhere, it's very hard to get out of park and, you know, and put it to shift it. It just, I have such a struggle. I always have to call one of the kids to come and shift it for me. I cannot do it. What do you think Lucille should do? So, you know, what happens is that the weight of the vehicle is putting a little pressure on that transmission. So when you apply the brake and you try to release it out of uh, out of gear, there's a little more extra uh, restriction or load there. And I know it's easy for me to say, maybe not so easy to do, but parking on a flat area, flat surface, uh, is unfortunately the only way you're going to try to make that smoothly transition there. So, um, you know, when you go to church or you go to the grocery store, get there early so you can get the good spot, I guess. I don't... <laughs> now, what, what about, uh, I was thinking as Lucille was asking her a question, about applying uh, the parking brake and then putting it in park. You know, you could try that, but you should practice with that to make sure you can release that parking brake. Okay. If you have not been using your parking brake for a long period of time, that could create another set of problems for you. And sometimes when you have to release that parking brake, if it has a handle, that could be as, you know, in, in this case here, maybe as difficult to pull as it uh, is to get it out of park. But what Lucille is experiencing is not uncommon. I no, mean, no. It's, uh, you know, more and more cars have electronic shifts. So you don't notice it. But if, if anyone's been around for a while and been driving <laughs> for a while, you'll know, like just like if you used to park uh Close to a curb, or if you're up against a curb, it's really hard to, to do the same thing or get the key to turn because when you add pressures to the steering linkage or to the transmission, it makes things harder to move. Right. <laughs> That's a nice way of phrasing that. Yeah, it is. It is. Thanks, Lucille. Thanks for the call. Nick, hang on. We need to take a, a bit of a break. We have more show to come, but don't wait to ask Nick your question. Uh, Nick will be here for about another 15 minutes, so don't wait if you have any kind of a car care question. Call it in or text it in at 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Fifty six is our current Twin City temperature reading. Uh, we thank you for joining us on our car care show. Denny Long here with uh, Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, helping you out uh, by phone and by text as usual. And we'll uh, let you know how to get in touch with those guys too at Lloyd's before Nick uh, takes his leave. All right, let's uh, go back to the phones. Nick uh, Don is calling from uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Don, what's uh, what's the weather like there? Weather's beautiful. Uh, it's getting hot again, back into the 90s today. Oh, my. Well, <laughs> we're glad you're okay. What can we do for you car care-wise? Well, while we were evacuated, <laughs> the uh, gas gauge stopped working, and I was just wondering, is that a computer fix or sending unit, float, or whatever, what Nick might think about that. What, what kind of vehicle you got, Don? 2015 uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. So in that vintage, it's probably all computer-controlled. There's still a float in the sending unit, which is part of the fuel pump. So someone should be able to connect a scan tool 
read like what we call the PID to see if it's actually reading or not. You know, maybe there's a, a short in the circuit. Maybe there's a fault code. Sometimes it can be code stored, re- referencing a open or shorted circuit there. Um, so my first step of advice would be take it to your, your local shop or your local guy there, have them scan it, see what kind of information might be stored there, and then take it from there. All right. And thank you, Don. We're glad you're okay. Thank, thanks uh, for the call. That was uh, Don Colley from Hilton Head, South Carolina, this morning. 651-989-9226. Same number applies if you want to send it via text. In fact, uh, we have some text maybe we better catch up on here. Uh, Texture says, we recently purchased a 2016 Ford Escape. It has a backup camera. We have other vehicles with backup cameras, and when we get close to uh, objects, it beeps. But this 2016 Escape does not beep when we get close to objects. Is it supposed to? And if so, how difficult of a fix is that? I suspect there's some settings in the. If you get the owner's manual, do some reading, go online, do a little research. Most vehicles that offer those features, which all cars, I think, started in '16, somewhere in there, were required to have a backup camera. Um, but if you, if you do a little a little research there, there's probably some settings that can make an adjustment in how it beeps at you, or in the frequency and the and there's 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 adjustments to be made there. So do a little research, uh, and I think you'll be able to. I shut mine off, so. Uh, yeah, two two of our vehicles have a button yeah. for those beeps. You can, yeah, you can. You can. My, my wife's car has a button also. So yeah, I know that sometimes people don't like the beeps because it can be alarming too. So yeah, if you're not yeah. ready for it, but uh, do a little research there. I'm sure you can make that adjustment and get it working how you'd like. Very good. Check the owner's manual. Right, you guys always say read the manual. Well, nobody wants to. You see how thick that book is. It's kind of yeah, you know like true. there's a lot of information there, but there's useful information there. Some for sure. good stuff in there. All right. Thanks for the text. 651-989-9226. Texter says this, Nick, I have an eco mode button on my Equinox. It's supposed to be more efficient on gas. How does that work, and is it good for the engine? I I don't honestly don't know hundred percent, but if you're to I would tell you it's likely related to some of the shift points with the transmission. Um, you know, there's it's difficult when they manufacture a vehicle and there's they sell millions of these vehicles, and we all drive differently. You know, some people are a little more aggressive. Some people carry a lot more weight. You know, some people only drive downhill. Some drive uphill, all these different scenarios. And so when they have, like, sport mode, economy mode, even in the winter they have, like, some of the vehicle trucks have, like, an off-road or a snow-type uh, setting. And it's just making some slight adjustments within the computer system to affect the shifting, the power output, Little things just to try to maybe fine-tune how the vehicle operates. What's this deal I, I see in some descriptions of, uh, of certain vehicles, maybe trucks or SUVs with uh, a, a, a transmission? Is it an oil cooler? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, the uh, most pickup trucks and maybe some larger SUVs that you would be using for a towing and maybe even some smaller SUVs, they'll have an option like a tow package. And if you plan on towing anything more than your utility trailer with leaves, you know, if you're going to pull any kind of weight, it's good to get a vehicle with that option simply because it's not just the trailer hitch, but they do equip it with a cooler for the transmission. Uh, the transmissions are very sensitive to the fluid and the temperature of the fluid. It's a hydraulic unit. So if it overheats, it can create permanent damage. So if you're ever looking at a vehicle and you know you're going to be towing a little with it a little bit, make sure it has that option, not just the receiver on the back of the vehicle, but the, the cooler to keep that transmission from overheating. All right. 651-989-9226 is the number for both the phone call and the text. Uh, here's one. It comes from uh, Port Charlotte, Florida. We're getting uh, 
Some south of the Mason-Dixon line there. Yes, Texters. sir. Have a 2009 Lincoln Navigator uh, periodically coming up to a stop sign or stop when you go to start out again, the transmission seems to want to slam back into, into one, uh, and that's a real problem. What do you think should be done? You know what the, this texture's trying to say? I think uh, it could t- simply be maintenance and fluid level. Hmm. You know, as I described, it's a hydraulic uh, piece of equipment, and it requires to be full and fluid. You know, there's not actual gears in transmissions. There's clutches and other items that apply and release, and they use hydraulic pressure to do that. So that I think this listener here in this case should have the fluid level checked and the condition checked. They might find by just doing a service and exchanging of that fluid might make their vehicle run better. From time to time, we get calls and or text messages, Nick, about uh, uh, CVTs. Uh, what, what, what kind of a transmission is that? So it's kind of the uh, the easiest example, and since we live in Minnesota, everybody knows what a snowmobile is, and that's how they've always operated. Hmm. And it's a way of taking the shifting because there's no it's it's a constant you know it's a variable uh, clutch system or I should say pulley system where they're changing the ratios of those gears input and output that allow it to sustain speed. So if when you drive one of those and you just step on the gas. It just kind of keeps going and you going. You don't feel any You don't changes. feel any shifting. Now, I think that the, those transmissions work well on lighter vehicles and more ah. compact vehicles. Um, you don't see them in the heavier, larger vehicles because there's a, the technology is not quite ready for that. Okay. Interesting. Texter says this, Nick, uh, 2016 Chevy Express blower fan stops during acceleration or going up a hill. Would this be the motor or other electrical problem, do you think? Have somebody ride with you, and this is a fun little test here. Uh, you go up the hill and have them kick the blower and see if it comes back on. It might be just simply that there's some a, a winding or a brush and that blower's gone bad. You're putting a little more load on the vehicle or moving the vehicle around. It's quitting on you. Um, it's been half teasing there. But if that doesn't work, have somebody get a voltmeter out. Check the powers and grounds. Hopefully it's very accessible. Like I said, down by your knees on the passenger side of the vehicle um, and they can check for powers and grounds, and if it's not operating, there's a power there, then you need the motor. If there's no power there, then someone needs to dig a little bit further into the uh, into the electrical system. Uh, another texter wants to know, is this uh, long-distance oil, parentheses, 15,000-mile synthetic oil, uh, good to follow that? I, th- I think I know what they're saying. I mean, is that... Is that a good length of time, uh, mileage to... I uh, believe that whoever makes the oil has done the research that the oil can lubricate that long for sure. My question is, though, what do we do about condensation, which is the moisture that gets into the oil, and what about the filters? I mean, the filters, you know, there's a whole bunch of opinions on how long they last and how long they and how well they do. Uh, I, you know, if you do the math, so this extended life oil costs more, too. If you had to get your oil changed... You know, three times in that time period, how much more money would it be, number one? And number two, if you're going that long without your car being looked at, if something starts to become worn at mile number one, it could be dangerous by mile number 15,000. You know, if it's a tie rod, a ball joint, a control arm, something like that. So, you know, it's not just getting new oil in there and finding a way to, you know, just get the car in so you can try to, you know, I want to make sure you're safe. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, you know I, I know our, our industry's had a bad name over the years, but... I feel that most everyone's doing this now, has been doing this as long as we have and still in business, that we have a good name for ourselves because we yeah. work hard to make sure you're safe, your car's reliable, you can trust it, you can trust us. So, you know, the reason why I say three and 5,000 miles isn't because the oil isn't necessarily capable of lubricating. I say our climate with the extremes, 
That's hard on the engine. I, don't, yeah. I think the engine appreciates fresh oil. So I think, I think you're right. There's my long-winded answer. <laughs> well, let's do one more texture before you take your leave. Uh, this car is paid for, texture says. It's a 2010 VW T1. 78,000 miles, needs new struts. Is that a big job, and is it worth it? Like the question yeah. earlier, uh, so you have a nine-year-old vehicle with 80,000 miles. Yes, fix it. I mean, you know, a new Tiguan is probably $40,000. So I, I would tell you, you know, anything in that particular, that's maintenance too. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't throw a vehicle away because it needs struts, but will it be expensive? Probably. You know, I'm sure it's more than $1,000. But when you start to do the math, the car's paid for. That's two payments. So depends on your situation that's and your means. That's true. You know? It all depends. All right, Nick. If you need some help and you want to get in touch with these guys at Lloyd's, they're great. How do we find you guys? If you're in St. Paul on Grand Avenue, stop on by. We're at 982 Grand Avenue. Uh, sometime, if you ne- ne- ever need to give us a call, we're at 651-228-1316. And then online, uh, it's lloydsautomotive.net. And uh, we understand that you're going to join us again next week. You're stuck with me for another no, week. No, that's good to know. In fact, why don't we uh, have our listeners, if you have uh, any particular uh, car care type of question, uh, you could uh, email them uh, or send a text. Yeah. Uh, you can email that to me at uh, dennylong at com, Or if it's easier, just send a text and we'll collect them and uh, bring them back next week. Lightning round. Let's do it. There you go. We'll do that. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Nick sir. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.